Help us keep the music going. Welcome to the Music Room, the podcast dedicated to keeping music alive in primary and elementary schools throughout the world. I'm Mark Lee, and I'm passionate about ensuring that schools provide an environment where children are given an opportunity to foster a love for music and have a chance to express it. Together with my guests, we're here to help teachers and parents by sharing information, tips and techniques from music education experts and practicing music teachers. So let's get into it. The Music Room Podcast is proudly sponsored by Bushfire Press. And we're recording. Uh, welcome to our humble little podcast, episode three, Tech for Music Teachers. And our guest this week is Cheryl Burgermeister, who is uh, up there in, or across there rather, in South Australia. I'm over in the Dandenong Ranges where it has been raining. And the first thing a Melbourneian does is ask somebody else what the weather's like. So what's it like over there in Loxton? No, oh, it's blowing a gale. <laughs> oh, we had that before, yes, indeed. Now, Loxton is uh, in the Riverland district. So what are you near for anyone who doesn't know Loxton? Oh, we're about two and a half to three hours from Adelaide, depending on which part of Adelaide you start from. And uh, heading east towards the Victorian border. And we're about half an hour from the Victorian border. Okay. So, yep. Uh, in relation to Mildura, we are about an hour and 45. Okay. So that's where Cheryl is at. And Cheryl's been involved in tech for as long as I can remember knowing Cheryl, which is quite some time now. Um, when did you, you were a classroom teacher first. And then, then a music teacher, and yep. uh, you've been uh, getting heavily into tech, and you've been doing workshops around the country and in New Zealand as well, with uh, Ed, Ednet and all that uh, that crowd, um, and created a stack of resources that use tech, which we'll give links to later on, uh, but. Today, let's start with a question for uh, the beginners. And that is, uh, if you're just starting out and you're being told to use more tech in your classroom, what's the easiest way to uh, address that? Uh, The easiest way is to start by audio recording or video recording students for their performances or even just uh, during your lessons when you want to give them feedback or feed forward. For reflection and assessment. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, where would you go from that? Yeah, well, I'd use the recordings to uh, give evidence that I can come back to later on. So it's some, sometimes it's really hard just in the moment to concentrate on what's being uh, performed by the students uh, as at the same time trying to control the rest of the class and then also trying to remember the evidence that you've written down uh, for later on. So it's really good that you can record either with just audio or with video so that you can play back that recording later on. Mm. Yep. And uh, what what else can you do with the... Um with with those audio recordings, would you use a video camera? Well, you can use a video camera, but anything that records audio or video can be used. So 
Uh, obviously, the obvious one is a video camera, but not everyone has one of them available. Or if you go to the library, it's just not there. So uh, if you've got an iPod or a, an iPad uh, or something that's very portable, uh, that's really good to use. You can always also use your own computer and uh, have uh, anything like Audacity on there or even using QuickTime just to take an audio recording. Okay, tell me just a little bit about Audacity. Audacity is a free download uh, that you can get from www.audacityteam.org. And uh, yeah, it's a free download and generally pretty easily easy to put on your computer. So uh, I download, I'm at a new school this year and I've just downloaded it onto my computer and I didn't need to go and uh, get my tech guys to put it on. It just, it, um, yeah, it was easily put on. Well, that is sounding pretty good. If you haven't got to go and get the tech guys, that's already a tick, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's pretty simple. Just click download the download button and follow the steps and away you go. Okay, cool. Now, if uh, if you've got some, if some of the teachers are, are already uh, using uh, devices to record with their, their uh, iPads or their video cameras uh, and they're um, recording their students, um, where could they where could they take that? Yeah, well, with um, think, I'm thinking uh, of things like Microsoft PowerPoint or Keynote and sure, sure, that sort of thing. Absolutely. So you could use use it not only just you know collect them and make sure that you've named them all, so you know who who the recording is for and what year. And uh, I also uh, um, make sure that I put what year level they are to because we have moderation processes at school and often we're asked to bring along like a year eight uh, or a year nine assessment piece. And if I've labeled the, the assessment pieces like that, then I can quickly go and grab that rather than trying to remember what student it was and what year they were at that time when it was done. So it's always good to make sure that you label your files correctly. Uh, but then what can you do with these files? You can then bring them into software such as Microsoft PowerPoint or Keynote on a Mac. And uh, you could just drag the, or insert, or insert from the, the file, uh, or you can also drag from your folder straight onto a PowerPoint slide and it will play in that. Uh, and the, the really good thing about that is if you've taken a scan of the student's work, uh, you can then insert that also into the PowerPoint as well. So you've got both of those two files in the same spot. Um, or even if the student had done a reflection, you could take a photo or a scan of that reflection and put it into. Uh, and yeah, so that's, that's a pretty good way of, I guess, creating a bit like a digital portfolio. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, now you mentioning Microsoft PowerPoint and Keynote for the Macs. So, uh, which uh, is there is there one um, one platform or the other winning winning out at the moment as far as uh, tech for music uh, teachers? Is there a, are there advantages in uh, in one over the other? Well, no, I I, uh, I personally believe it's whatever your school uses and what you've got available to you. So I've worked over the past fifteen years. I've worked in schools with both Macs um, and PCs. Currently, I've moved from Macs into PCs. And so now I've gone back to using PowerPoint um, and it, it works just as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously I have little slight differences, but 
but uh, when you're talking about just inserting audio uh, and inserting uh, scans and, and photos, they work exactly the same. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, so really it doesn't, it, it, the, the good news is that it doesn't matter whether you've got a Mac or a PC, you can use one of those two programs to do a whole lot of stuff with. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, Word, Microsoft Word and, and, uh, and Pages also on, um, on a Mac, they work the same as well. You can insert sound files into that as well. Uh, I just, I prefer to use PowerPoint because it's a lot easier to manipulate images on the screen in, in your slide there. And also then you can just hit present uh, and present it to the kids. So it's a uh, PowerPoint is becoming more, uh, more a software that people all the way around the world are using to create uh, resources mm -hmm. like on teachers pay teachers where uh, PowerPoint now is almost the main file that, that people do put up. Uh, just because it's easier to manipulate things in and, and present from. Okay, and for anyone who doesn't know, Teachers Pay Teachers is a uh, a site you can go to to find lessons and resources for whatever your subject might be. Yeah. And yeah, there's correct. loads and loads of stuff up there for uh, music teachers and recorder teachers and all that. Uh, well, whatever you teach, there'll be resources up there. And they can go straight into uh, PowerPoint. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's a it's a shift that's occurred. I think uh, in the last five to ten years that people are using PowerPoint more for uh, designing and just doing everyday word processing. Uh, yep. Because yeah, it's just easy to manipulate things on the screen. Okay, so now you've got your uh, you've got your um, your camera or your iPad, and you're you're uh, using Audacity and uh, your um, downloading stuff directly into PowerPoint or Keynote, uh, and you're getting pretty, um, pretty streetwise with your, uh, with your text. So what's, uh, what's higher up the level now? Yeah, higher up the level is something that I've been learning about this year. Uh, I've moved into, from primary school into high school, so I finally graduated after 15 years. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, learning all about what it's like to be in high school. But what's been amazing is my school currently has just uh, introduced Google Classroom into uh, into a few of our, our classrooms. There's a couple of us teachers that are uh, trialling it. I always like to get on board with anything new. So, And I'd always wanted to, to have a look at Google Classroom after seeing a few workshops at uh, technology uh, conferences that I've been to over the last few years. So uh, Google Classroom uh, is best used through the, Go the Google Chrome web browser and it can operate on, on any computer. Uh, so a PC, Mac or yeah, anything, uh, Chromebook works as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, it's the latest trend in technology integration. And what it is, is uh, Google Classroom uses the, the Google Suite and that's essentially exactly the same as the Microsoft Office Suite, uh, except created by Google. Uh, it has most most uh, uh, most things that you can do in Word and in PowerPoint. You can do on Google Docs, which is the their Word version, and uh, Google Slides, which is their version of of PowerPoint. Uh, it does have um, some limited features, but generally has everything that you would need uh, to do it. 
best thing that is that everything is online. So all your work is, is saved over the cloud. And mm -hmm. uh, I hardly have any uh, issues with, with losing any data, which is pretty good. Uh, but the best thing is that you create a classroom for your students and you can create resources and assignments and the, your students log into that classroom and then they can do all their work online and you uh, not only have instant access to their, their document, you can see them working in real time on their document as well. Uh, and you can then uh, not have to pick up books and take them home to mark them. You can just uh, mark it on your laptop anywhere at any mm. time, mm. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is, uh, which has been, yeah, really, really good. And you can use your Google account to create free accounts on other websites like BandLab. Yes, yeah, you can. Yeah. So I've been, I've got my year eight music class on there currently, and I've been, uh, sharing with them some uh, Google Doc or the, the Word version, uh, sharing some theory tasks with them on that. Uh, and then we've been using Google Slides to, uh, to create some rhythms and yeah, record into there. And uh, also with Google Slides, you can have multiple students working on one document. And so I've had uh, groups working together on Google Slides as mm. well. But, um, and also in Google Classroom is that you can put web links in there. So rather than having to write the web link up on the whiteboard and then the, the kids uh, type, type it in and make mistakes, they can just click on the link and, and send it to there. Uh, but yeah, I've been using BandLab uh, with my year eights. Uh, it's uh, a, new, a new software which is online that uh, it's similar to GarageBand or Mixcraft. And uh, yeah, it uh, has its ups and downs. I wouldn't say that it's absolutely perfect, but it does the job. So you can, uh, there's like a drum uh, matrix that you can create uh, rhythms on. And so my students have been using the rhythms that they're learning on the drum kit and they've been putting that into BandLab and arranging it that way and then adding some loops to it as well. So I'm not only am I uh, seeing their knowledge being played out on the actual physical drums, but the knowledge of uh, those rhythm patterns are being put into digital music as well. Wow. So, <laughs> well, that's a, that is a power of information there. And it's just a good thing that we've got some, some show notes that we can put your, uh, your notes into for, uh, from today's interview. And uh, we'll also put a link to, your website, uh, which is mrsbmusicroom.com, where Cheryl's blog and uh, information and all sorts of other good stuff is you can find there. And we'll uh, and you can check out all of her uh, her publications as well there. Now, also in the show notes will be this week's composer's recipe, and this week's recipe comes from. Uh, Leos Janacek, who has a recipe for beer soup. <laughs> I'll leave you with that and this quote. Thank you very, very much, Cheryl Bergermeister, for being on our podcast. And I will leave you all with this quote. Music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, 
flight to the imagination, and life to everything. And that's from Plato. We'll see you next time in Music Room, keeping the music going. Thank you for joining the Music Room podcast with me, Mark Leahy. For show notes and other resources, please visit us at musicroom.net.au. And while you're there, subscribe to future episodes so that you can help us keep the music going. I'd love to invite you to join the free Bushfire Press Community Facebook page too, where you can get more tips and techniques, ask questions and stay abreast of Music Room events. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with teaching colleagues and school parents. If you have a question or a subject you'd like covered on the podcast or have a recommendation for a guest to interview, please contact me at mark at bushfirepress.com. The Music Room Podcast is part of the Experts on Air Podcast Network and is brought to you by Bushfire Press.